Welcome to the Cherokee County Football Blitz, hosted by Will Cooper and Arthur Mosley. Guys, take it away. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. I'm your host, Will Cooper, joined alongside my good friend, longtime broadcast partner. You know him, you love him, Arthur Mosley. Art, how you doing? I'm doing well, Will. I don't. I, they might know me. I'm not sure if I'm loved everywhere we go. I think so. I, I, I tell you where I was loved last Friday night was at River Ridge. Man, they showed us the love. Uh, amazing meatball sub uh, by Miss Feletra. Some great cupcakes. From Miss Jenkins, man, they just rolled out the red carpet as they always do, as all of our county teams do for us uh, when we roll into the stadium. And so we're very grateful for the fans, and I'm just happy to be back. Well, I know I'm grateful for your flexibility to to do this on Wednesday night. Um, uh, once again, I'm the I'm the reason why we were a day late and a dollar short. Well, I think the fans get what they want at the end of the day. <laughs> Hopefully they can, they can figure it out. Uh, yeah, and, and it's once again a special thank you to River Ridge for having us. And, and uh, you know, of course, thank you to Miss Fletcher and Miss Jenkins for feeding us. You know, typically yes. we don't get fed at a lot of these places. Right. But, you know, we appreciate that. So uh, looking forward to it. I don't think we'll get fed this Friday, Art. I mean, uh, we'll yeah, we'd probably get uh, fed a, a probably a, a, a slice of uh, you're not welcome. Not, not mm-hmm. because they don't like us, but... Uh, I, I think they want to make it as unfriendly as possible <laughs> where we're going on Friday night, Will. Our plan is to be at Alatoona as Riverridge will make the trip over there. And we'll talk about why, because it's not just for Riverridge fans, but it's also for Sequoia fans and for Creekview fans. Sure. Because believe it or not, all three of those fan bases will be rooting for the Knights. Absolutely. So, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later in the podcast, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But that is our plan as of now so we'll leave it at that all right fair enough well will i tell you what it's probably time for our first break so we can get right into the action we should and we'll start with the cherokee warriors and believe it or not we have a special guest joining us for the cherokee Warriors segment that is coach josh shaw it's the first time we've talked to him since september hopefully he doesn't have his feelings too hurt so we'll talk to him in a little bit but before we do that we'll break down the warriors so give us a quick minute and we'll be back once again you're listening to the cherokee county football blitz podcast at foundation financial insurance and wealth management we believe that your insurance protection and wealth management plan go hand in hand we start by shopping your insurance with highly rated companies to find you the best combination of price and protection with that plan in place we can then work with you to develop a tailored financial plan whether you need to save money on insurance or you need a full financial plan call us at 678-880-9571 or come by 250 east main street Suite 104 in Canton for a no-obligation consultation today. Securities and advisory services offer Packerland Broker Services Incorporated, unaffiliated entity, member FINRA and SIPC. With Northside Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction, a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more. You can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're here to break down a little Cherokee Warriors football. So as we mentioned, we will have Coach Josh Shaw calling in later in the broadcast. Make sure you stay tuned for that. We're looking forward to talking to him here in just a few minutes. But Art, before we do that, we do want to talk about Cherokee. Uh, You know, currently sitting in fifth place in that region. Uh, they do have a couple of added benefits, including the fact that they do have the opportunity to play for a playoff spot. They're going to need help to get there. Say what? I know. 
I know, but they do have the opportunity. The two-win Warriors have a chance to get into the playoffs. It's a beautiful thing about 7A is that there's so much competitive level mm-hmm. that at the end of the region schedule, by the end of the day, you have teams that, that you know, in 6A wouldn't be close, have the opportunity to get there. Now, the only reason we say they wouldn't be close in 6A is because if you had a three-game record, you know, a three-and-six record, right? You w- or two-and-six, I should say, two-and-seven, at this point Officially, of the season, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be in there, but because Cherokee has faced such difficult teams and because the region is so small, they do have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that. But before we do that, let's talk about the game against North Cobb. North Cobb wrapped up the region title against Cherokee last week. Uh, you know, it continues to be the same story, right? Cherokee, very young, learning on the run, trying to figure out how to play these these teams that are, quite frankly, a little bit more talented and a little better at this point. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're hanging in there. I mean, you know, North Cobb didn't run them over. They found a way to hang tough. It's just right now they're just a couple of steps behind those teams. But when you're behind a team like North Cobb, who's ranked 76th in the nation, okay, right. not in the state, in the nation, all right, you understand why. It's okay to be a little bit behind those teams, and even teams that hit on all cylinders are behind them. So, uh, you know, I was impressed with a couple of things. First of all, you know, I was impressed with the fact Cherokee was able to put up 17. North Cobb has has held a couple of teams that have really good offenses, including Walton, to six points. So the fact Cherokee came in and put up 17, very impressive. Uh, But at the end of the day, you know, Cherokee continues to to grow week over week. I think that's the goal. And hopefully they can come in and play Kennesaw Mountain tough. Yeah, they're going to have to if they want to extend their season. And like you said, we'll talk to Coach Shaw about that in a minute. We'll uh, score on uh, three different levels, special teams, uh, field goal last week, had a touchdown run by Savasier, and then a defensive touchdown. Uh, it, it was a scoring for the Warriors last week. Uh, they were up in that game early, believe it or not, 3-0, yeah. uh, 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 as they were able to get on the scoreboard with a field goal. But, you know, we talk about this at some point, in the season, three of those teams in that classification have been ranked. Uh, you know, Kennesaw Mountain not not ranked currently, but uh, it's just a bruiser of a region. And then you got a team like everybody seems to be playing better in this region. Wheeler has found a way to run the ball. They shocked us because we saw them in the pre, in the pre or the, the scrimmage game, and we right. thought, well, and and we have to take the scrimmages with a, with a grain of salt, but. Man, oh, man, it's just been a tough region. And the Warriors, with all that being said, as you like to say, <laughs> Cherokee still has a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the margin of, of victory is going to have to be a certain number. And they're going to have to have some help also. A game we think will go a certain way, but they're certainly going to have to have some help. And we have to apologize. We were looking at scores, and we the last score update we had last week yeah. said that, that Wheeler had defeated Kennesaw Mountain, you know, and we, you know, got home late at night, and, I, and Will and I went back and forth, and we were like, wait a minute. We missed one. Yeah. And it was a it was a Wheeler Kennesaw Mountain score. So Kennesaw Mountain did pull that game out last week. But again, even in spite of that, Cherokee has a chance to to get to the playoffs. But they're gonna have to they're gonna be dependent on guys like Zy Johnson who's moved back to running back and they've had some success with him. Uh is gonna have to have to have a great game and, and one of those receivers is gonna have to to really step up and be a difference maker and then defensively Kennesaw Mountain is just so talented, uh, uh, and we'll talk to Coach Shaw about about the problems they present. But it should be it's an interesting ball game because you have something to play for. You know, you, a lot of times you say, "Oh, just playing for pride." Right. Well, they're playing for pride for their seniors and for a chance to extend their season for one more week. Yeah, they do. They're going to need to beat Kennesaw Mountain by nine 
and they are going to need Wheeler to lose. So those are the two segments that you need. Caveats or requirements. Requirements or... Is, is what I was trying to... Conditions <laughs> Con- is, yeah, thank is you. the word That's I a much thinking. better word, yes. Yeah, uh, and, and Wheeler is playing Walton, so the odds of them losing are fairly high, I would say. So Cherokee going to be rooting for Walton, and then obviously going to be rooting for themselves to win by nine. So that is due to a tiebreaker they would sure. have. It's, it's a very odd... Once again, sometimes in these playoff breakings, you just have to sit there and go, what? But nine points is the margin. Mm-hmm. So you have to win by nine. So two possessions, which against Kennesaw Mountain is easier said than done. Right. Right. So, yeah, you know, I mean, look, Cherokee continues to grow week over week. We've mentioned this Kennesaw Mountain, very explosive offensively. For Cherokee to win this game, they're going to have to score a lot. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. Sure. They're going to have to keep Kennesaw Mountain under their average for sure, but they're going to have to find a way to really limit what what Kennesaw Mountain can do, and they're going to have to do that through a couple of possessions and, and hopefully you know, clean up the turnovers a little bit and, and, and start to get things right. I will say Cherokee is a, is a team that gets after the quarterback a whole heck of a lot, mm-hmm. so that will benefit the Warriors, and hopefully they can force a couple of sacks and some key plays. And if they are able to do that, I like the Warriors' chances to, to keep this close. And as we mentioned, nine points, a very awkward thing to go by because, you know, if you do <laughs> score that touchdown late and you go for two, it's not going to count. So right, there's, right. it's kind of a weird metric there, but hopefully at the end of the day, Cherokee can pull this one out and, and do it within nine points. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Will. You know, you've got to figure out a way to get hold them, a team that's averaging well over 30 points a game, to under that. And, and the defense is only allowing 22 and a half in mm-hmm. Kennesaw Mountain, so – uh, you got your work cut out. Even if you do get to their 22 and a half, you know, 24, 25 points, you've got to hold them to 16, 17, 16 is, is the number, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, so they've got their work cut out for them, but it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible. That's all you need in this day and age, really, is just whatever's possible. Crazier things have happened. Absolutely. As I like to Absolutely. say. Absolutely. So, well, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and get on the phones. Let's talk to the head warrior himself as that is coach josh shot we'll talk to him on the other end of this break so stick with us and we'll be back do you want to make a difference in your community i'm cherokee county sheriff frank reynolds and i am looking for the best and brightest to become deputy sheriffs we offer a competitive starting salary of over fifty thousand dollars and great benefits come work with us at the cherokee sheriff's office simply go to cherokee ga-sheriff.org and click employment at the top of the page. Become a deputy sheriff in Cherokee County today. Thank you for joining us again on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. And joining us now is the head coach of the Cherokee Warriors, Coach Josh Shaw. Coach, thank you for being back with us. For having me. Absolutely, Coach. Uh, I want to start out with the first question here. Uh, it's been a while since we've, we've talked to you, so apologies about that and the Warriors fans out there. Um, but since the last time that we've seen you guys, you guys have started op- open region play uh, what kind of growth have you seen your team that is incredibly young? What have you seen out of them week over week that they've improved on? Battle and continue to get better each and every week. Um, I think, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of injuries, both two starting running backs that we started with, the two sophomores early in the year out for the season. So ended up moving Zy Johnson over there, and uh, he's been our leading rusher the last couple of weeks, and we've actually been able to, to run the ball uh, considerably better. So, um, you know, that, that's been, uh, obviously a, a good move there. Um, but, and our offensive line has came together. Uh, unfortunately, since the last time we spoke, the level of competition obviously has increased as well as we've played Walton and North Cobb back to back. 
Yeah, Coach, you talk about uh, Zy Johnson uh, and the injuries to those young guys, and he's kind of uh, been able to spell you. One of the things I've noticed is kind of just looking over your stats, uh, we've seen that your quarterback, Tanner Savas, here has completed passes to 14 different receivers on that roster. Uh, one, what's been the key for – is that by design uh, uh, in the offensive set, or, or is, is that something that you guys are just trying to plug in and playing with guys? And, and how has that helped you guys later on, like in the midst of this brutal schedule that you guys have been playing uh, for the last half of the season? Yeah, yeah. So uh, injuries has been a big part of it. Uh, I mean, we've lost uh, – as you know, we've started a lot of underclassmen to begin this, been, begin this season, uh, and we've also lost a – uh, you know, probably half of the youngsters that we were, uh, you know, that we started. So uh, each and every week, it's like it's like plug and play. So who's available? Uh, we've had an, you know, abnormal amount of concussions this year, ankle injuries, knee injuries. So, um, I mean, I think that's what's attributed to that. And, uh, you know, we felt like we had depth. It was just young depth. So, um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Our stat sheets that we do each week, I feel like we're adding another another uh, block uh, or cell block to it to add another receiver in there, or or another guy that has scored a, a different guy that has scored a touchdown for the week. So, um, but that's really it. I mean, the plan was not to go in the season and throw to 14 different receivers, but when you you know when you've got guys banged up and you know we don't have a a, a superstar so to speak, we've got a bunch of good ball players. So. Uh, kind of spread the wealth around, and then when you start dealing with injuries, you know the 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 next guy steps up and steps in there, and uh, so I think that's part of the reason that 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 we've had that happen. Coach, as as we talked about the offense there, let's turn our attention to the defense a little bit. You guys have some of the better linebackers in the county. You know, when we talk about Chase Young, uh, Montgomery, all those guys up front, Simmons. Um, talk a little bit about how, how much of an impact they've had as you guys have progressed to this region schedule and, and what you like about their development. Yeah, unfortunately, Chase Montgomery missed um, two two and a half games with a dislocated shoulder, but uh, he's back in the mix with us. And just the leadership that him and Kyan Simmons uh, provide for us. Daniel Young has had a fantastic uh, senior year as well. I think Kyan leads the county in sacks. I think he's got nine or ten. Um, you know, Javon Hobson's right behind them, but, uh, you know, uh, our linebacker core and, and once again, just the same as offense, man, we've been extremely dinged up on that side of the ball as well. And, uh, kind of becomes plug and play. Um, I mean, we've been pulling some offensive guys on that side of the ball to fill in and, uh, just really haven't had, you know, the same, same group over there. Uh, the one constant has been Kyan. Uh, at linebacker and, and Daniel Young. I mean, th those two have played uh, and started every game. Jason Morano has stepped up and uh, playing playing well for us uh, as well. So, um, but, you know, I, I think some of the, the, the guys that we continue to, uh, we end up with a new starting lineup on both sides of the ball usually each week. So uh, it, it's tough to get guys experience when they're not consistently in the lineup. Um, so, and it's just one of those years where we've, we've had to battle some adversity, but the kids keep playing hard and they're, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we'll go into this one and we'll give Kennesaw everything we got. Coach, speaking of your game this week against Kennesaw, uh, you know, I, I have some secret intel around the school and they tell me that, uh, you guys still have 
a possibility of getting into the playoffs. Now, you need a little bit of help, and uh, and you're going to have to beat Kennesaw by a certain point spread. But before we get into that, and you know, tell us about the challenge that Kennesaw Mountain uh, that team brings you to the brings to the table for you guys this week, and and what it's going to take for y'all to be successful. They're extremely explosive. I mean, they're one of the. I think they're fifth in seven A in scoring offense and and points scored, so averaging about thirty eight a game. Uh, you know, they lost their starting quarterback to an ACL tear two weeks ago against North Cobb, and all they did was plug in a a junior kid who threw for five TDs and 330 yards against Wheeler. So, uh, you know, so, and, and then they've got Caden Lee, the, you know, the four-star receiver. Uh, obviously we're going to have to try to keep everything in front of us and, you know, try to play bend, but don't break, uh, which has not happened. We've broke a lot, <laughs> giving up some big plays, but, uh, but just trying to keep them, those guys in front of us. Um, I do feel offensively we're starting to get into a little bit of groove running the ball, which obviously takes away from the amount of time uh, on the defensive side. We've been scoring some points. You know, we picked up a kicker uh, out of the school soccer kid who's hit back-to-back games with a 44-yarder and a 42-yarder. So I I feel comfortable when we get into field goal range, uh, you know, about about going to him. And, And once again, we got Uh, we went and recruited a kicker because we were down to our third kicker. So, you know, I mean, they're extremely explosive. We're going to have to play well and keep them in front. Uh, You know, from a playoff standpoint, uh, we got to beat Kennesaw by nine in in order to get in. So, and at the end of the day, we're just trying to win the game and go into the offseason on a positive and and whatever happens, happens. Coach, uh, again, you got your hands full this week, um, but – you know, you're playing the game, you're going over there, and, man, it's, it's just tough, a season like this where you guys have been riddled with injuries but uh, had a chance to talk to a couple of your guys, uh, just a couple of leaders on that team, in my opinion, guys like Weston Bergman and, and, and Savis here. And, and I feel like you've got a good good core of kids over there um, that are still competing, and that's great to hear. And it, and it sounds like even throughout the adversity, like you said, you got to win the game first, but uh, win by nine and, and you know, you know, you go into the off season, you, you get an extra game, maybe extra week of practice, and uh, we're certainly pulling for the Warriors this Friday night as you guys travel over to uh, play Kennesaw Mountain. Yeah, uh, on that note, uh, Art, uh, I mean, the group of kids that we've had this year, man, they've been an absolute blast to coach. So um, we got 24 seniors that tomorrow night or Friday night may be the last time they get an opportunity to put on a helmet and shoulder pad. So certainly, you know, want to want to send them out uh, on their way with a with a win and you know a, a memory that they'll 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 keep forever and uh you know and then uh just a great group of kids that it's uh you know that that have been fun and 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 haven't quit amidst all the adversity that we've we've had this season well coach thank you again for being with us on the podcast and, and we're looking forward to seeing your team on friday and hope that they can pull out a win and hopefully by uh, nine or more thank you so once again, a thank you to Coach Shaw for being back with us. You know, uh, we do kind of feel bad. Art and I feel bad about not having him on the show. Um, it's just kind of a byproduct of the fact that the region they're in um, doesn't necessarily allow us to to drop certain games. I mean, look, you know, we, we could have done the game, and originally we had North Cobb and Cherokee scheduled at the beginning of the season for this past Friday. But when it comes down to it, Etowah and River Ridge had a lot more playoff implications for the other five teams that needed to be covered. So that's just one example. We, 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 we've had him on our mind to get him back on the show. Glad we were able to do it today. Yeah, it was great to talk to Coach Shaw and great to hear him talk about 
his team. Like, and, and, and he said, you know, sometimes, you know, we, it's, it's been a difficult season for us this year, but here are some of the guys that are standing out. And it's always great to hear that because sometimes you probably, you know, maybe this is a little bit of coach speak, but sometimes the, the guy that goes, you know, one and nine or five and five, is doing a better coaching job than this guy's going ten and no. Oh, for and, sure. And I, I think that probably gets lost in in our our chase for seeing who's who's on top with wins and losses. But you know, Cherokee's just been going through through it with the uh, injuries, and it's great to great to hear about uh, you know even the recruiting uh, a kicker, getting a kicker from your weightlifting class to right. come out and 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 be your your distance kicker. I, I think that's uh, it's kind of a great story that we wouldn't hear otherwise if we didn't right. talk to Coach Shaw. So. Always nice to talk to Coach Shaw. He never has a problem coming on the podcast and talking about the Warriors, so we really appreciate him. Not just him, but all the coaches we've had a chance to talk to this season. Yeah, very, very appreciative of all of them, and, and a special thank you to, to Coach Shaw for coming on with us and not having his feelings hurt too bad. Not at all. I mean, you know? he, he'll probably give me a hard time about it if yeah. I see him walking around campus, okay. but – he, he knows what we're about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let's hit our next break. We'll come out on the other end. We'll talk about the Creekview Grizzlies as they have a bye week this week, which may either be very useful or not useful at all. We'll find out on the other end of this break. Give us just a minute. We'll be back. When you are the official sponsor of the comeback, adding a few feet to a drive matters. First down. So does shaving a tenth of a second off a lap. Top-rated surgery, physical therapy, and motion analysis by the sports medicine team at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta helps young athletes not only prevent injuries, but heal faster and return stronger, ready to win. Our more than 25 orthopedic and sports medicine locations are ready to assist your athletes' comeback. To learn more, visit chhoa.org sportsmed. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're going to talk about the Creekview Grizzlies as they have officially wrapped up the season at 4-6, and six, Art. Uh, you know, we were talking about it before we came on air. They were our preseason number one team, uh, currently sitting about three in my ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, I should mention Cherokee is number five in my ranking. Likewise. So Likewise. just throw yeah. that out there. Um, yeah, I mean, four and six, right? Okay. So was it the record that we thought they would have? No. Is it the record that they want to have? Absolutely not. When you talk about the fact that they had that loss to Cambridge to open up the year, the loss to Hillgrove, it's almost been like a season of a mountain and a valley because they started out in the valley. Those two losses, you were like, oh, boy. They found a way to come home, lose to Calhoun by five, and they went on a little bit of a run, you know, beating Alatoona, beating Etowah. You're thinking, okay, you know, turning things around here, back to 500 at three and three, mm-hmm. and they beat North Forsyth in there too, 35-7. to right. seven. Nice win for them. And then they go back in the Valley. They lose to River Ridge, lose to Sequoia, and then they come out on the other end, and they, they go up through a little peak, beat Woodstock 38 to nothing, and then they lose to Rome 30 to nothing. So 4-6, and six, they're pretty much – it's going to be a weird weird week for Creekview fans. Uh, Creekview is going to be putting on their blue and gold. They're going to be rolling for River Ridge very hard this Friday. <laughs> they're going to change out that green for gold? Is that what you're That's telling me, That's exactly Will? right. <laughs> As the River Ridge Knights control the Creekview Grizzlies' destiny. If you can believe this or not. So does that mean that Cherokee County turns into Ridge County? That's for you and the fans to decide. <laughs> I've I've been I've been asked to refrain from speaking about that. So yeah, look, it's it's very simple for Creekview fans. Okay, uh, you're going to need River Ridge to win. If Alatoona wins, you're out of the playoffs. Sure. Yep. If River Ridge wins, then Creekview would have to go face Langston Hughes. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's easy, but it's better than not playing. Yeah. 
Yeah, you've got a team that's on a bye, and I know they're they're out there. They're still practicing this week, as is as it's it's right, their bye week. Be, yeah, um, getting prepped, but they're going to need to be like you said. They're going to have their River Ridge Knights pom poms, and, and hopefully they'll be glued to the radio on on Friday night to to listen to the results of that game uh, as River Ridge takes on Alatoona. But you talk about it's a season. You go back to their record, and it's a season of how close they were. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about an overtime game that they may have had a chance to to beat River Ridge in an, an unfortunate time for a a, a a a kick to doink off the upright, right? Yeah. You'd hate to put it on the kicker, but there's some things that led up to that mm-hmm. uh, that that scenario. And then you go to to Sequoia and you have an untimely procedure penalty when you you know you have look like the perfect play call dialed up to to get you a first and goal. As the clock is winding down, nonetheless, or, or the blocked punt, yeah, yeah, that too, because they had dominated. Well, yeah. I don't know if they dominated. Defenses had dominated that game, yeah. and, and Creekview had found a way to put some points on the board early, but that that didn't stand. Seven points away from from essentially hosting a first round playoff game, and mm-hmm. what what we believe, and so you see, you look at that record, and you say, oh, how far they've fallen. But then you, you look at those games, and you think. How close were they right. to to being that team that we thought they would be? Well, you're talking about going from four and six and three and three in the region to six and four, five and one in the region, right? And uh, you know, all of a sudden, it's it's one of those once again. You know, you just what could have been, sure. And I think you know we, we we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I think there's there's kind of a parallel to them in Etowah, where they're just a player or two, they're mm-hmm. just a play or two, they're mm-hmm. just a possession or two away from where we expected them to be, quite frankly. And, uh, you know, once again, you know, having them at number one in the power ranking, if they do beat River Ridge, if they do beat Sequoia, we, we don't look that stupid. That's right. You know, I mean, <laughs> the fact that they are where they are, it is what it is. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll break down the game against Langston Hughes next week in a little bit greater depth if it is so chosen that that is what happens. Again, hopefully that is what happens. Sure. Um, and that's the swing, right? So we talk about it. We'll talk about it later. But if River Ridge wins, there's three Cherokee County teams in and a home playoff game for Cherokee County. Absolutely. If River Ridge loses, there's only two and no home playoff game. And that's the swing right there. If yeah. Creekview has the head-to-head over Alatoona, if they lose, they'll knock the Bucks out of the playoffs. If Alatoona wins, they would have the overall record over a couple of teams, and they would move Creekview out as Creekview lost to both of the River Ridge Knights and the Sequoia Chiefs. So it's complicated. But that's the math, so I promise we, we've done it right. I've, I've double and triple checked, and Art has <laughs> double and triple checked me as well. So that's uh, that's pretty much the fate for the Grizzlies. Kind of a weird weird way to end the season, but yeah, it's been the fate for about a few weeks now. We've we've kind of yeah. gone back and said it. Hey, if you're a Creepview fan, you know, yeah, yeah, you want to be, you wanted to win those games, but when it when it got down to the brass tacks, it was like you really need Alatina to lose one more game because you've got that head to head, right? And Unfortunately for them, it comes down to last week, and they don't have any control over their destiny right now. So, well, let's revisit the Rome game a little bit. Sure, H- held Rome to thirty points. No other team in Cherokee County has done that right. this season. Yeah, it's not even been close. Right, I mean, and the, the closest the, team was what Sequoia at fifty-two. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to think um, if anyone else hold them to under thirty other than Carrollton. I'd, I'd have Hillgrove held them, or not Hillgrove. Uh, Pebblebrook held them to thirty. Okay, right, and. So, and, and uh, Creeks Creekside held them to that's 16. 16. To that's six. right. That's right. So yeah, it's been done early in the season, right. though. So yes, it was done. But the fact that Creepview went to you know Barron Stadium and mm-hmm. did that, I was impressed with that. Obviously, you know the offense. Uh, 
I mean, look, Rome Rome allowed seven points to River Ridge, no points to Sequoia. Um, we'll see what they do against Etowah. Sure. I think Etowah will be able to scratch the board a couple of times. Um, but losing to Rome by 30 ain't so bad. It's not in the grand scheme of things. Um, I know they're not in any moral victories over no. an Owen store. But no, there's not. Yeah. There's not. So we'll kind of – I guess we can leave that where it is. But I, I think you, you see – how good that creep view defense is. Yes. Just in a game like that. Right. I think I think they have a puncher's chance against Langston Hughes with sure. that defense. Sure. We'll leave it at that. But they're gonna have to get some help. Gonna have to get some help. So once again, Creekview fans, put on your River Ridge uniforms. Go ahead and get out there and root for the team. And if you can't make it out to Alatuna, make sure you tune over to one oh one point one FM. We're gonna have the game for you. And you will know your fate. As we will about uh ten o'clock on Friday. Absolutely. So make sure you tune in for that one. We'll hit a break. We'll come out on the other end, and we will talk about the Etowah Eagles as they're set to host the Rome Wolves. Give us just a minute. We'll be back. Feed all the hungry people in your life at Culver's of Hickory Flat. Their signature butter burgers are fresh, never frozen, and the frozen custard is the perfect treat. Culver's of Hickory Flat is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community. Their passion for fresh food is as strong as their love for the community. They're proud of where they're located and how their local roots have made them who they are. Get fresh food now at Culver's of Hickory Flat, 6778 Hickory Flat Highway. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Let's talk about the Etowah Eagles. Let's do it. So we've seen Etowah a lot over the last two weeks. Obviously, we were at Eagle Mountain a couple weeks ago. Then we followed them to River Ridge last week. Uh, you know, look, I, I, I think the story for Etowah remains the same. They're, they're a couple of plays away. They're a couple of players away. They're, they're right on the verge of where they're at, right? Um, if they do lose to Rome, they're going to end the season five and five. But if you told Etowah last year they were going to finish the year five and five, they would have taken that in a heartbeat. So I, I, I've seen extraordinary growth from the Eagles. Let me put it like that. And I really like where they've established themselves moving forward. I think Coach Kemper has turned that program in the way that he wanted it to. Instead of like the two-year magic number that we talk about, it took three years. Now, one of those years was a COVID year, so I mm-hmm. guess you know you can do whatever you want to with that year. But I, I like where they're at. I like where they're moving forward. They're obviously going to face a Rome team that comes in, going to be heavy favorites. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would think 30, 40-point favorites. Yeah. Hopefully, Etowah can, can pull off the upset, if nothing else, just to make Rome mad. That would be fun. Uh, Rome <laughs> doesn't have much to play for. They're already the region champ. The only thing they're going to be playing for is pride and going 9-1. and one. They've already lost a game against Carrollton, so there's not an undefeated season to play for. Um you know, Etowah to me has everything to play for. I mean, they, they have an opportunity to go out on top. They're going to be at home, could finish with a winning record for the first time since 2019. Um, so, I, you know, I, I like the Eagles emotionally in this game, if you will. Uh, the question to me is, is you know, what is Etowah going to do with the success that they've built? You know, can they maintain this? You know, we know they're going to return a lot of these key pieces back. I like what I've seen out of the Eagles. I just hope that they can they can mount the best game of the year on Friday. They're going to need it, and then they're going to probably need a little bit extra. A few extra bounces their way. Yeah, ex, uh, you know, and again, this might be something where you're going to need uh, extra bounces, uh, kickoff return for a touchdown, the interception. Yeah, just something something to, to change the tide because this Rome team has been on an absolute uh, mission the last six, seven games, at least in region play. Will, they, they're, you know, over the course of the season, we don't talk about region play. They're averaging 9.2 points a game. I believe they've got, what's it, two, three shutouts in region play so far. 
Um, they've been a dominant team. But flipping the script back over to Etowah, they've been an exciting team. And I think if anybody can kind of mix it up against the Wolves, they they play a completely different brand of football to the Very Eagles. Weird. And um, and I think it's going to present some some issues for 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 Rome. And I think. They've seen – I would say Rome has probably seen a, a player with Mahoney's speed, but up close and in person, I think he's going to have a little more success in, in, in getting – when he gets outside of the pocket against, uh, against the Wolves. Had some success on Friday night against River Ridge this past Friday night. Yep. Uh, in, but just that the entire team, you mentioned it when you said they're one player away or a couple players away or a couple possessions away – just feel like they're depth-wise in terms of experience in that depth right. is where, where they're lacking. And they're getting that this season. I think they'll be that much better next season. But like you said, a great season so far for for the for the Etowah Eagles. If you had told me they were going to win five games, I would have not believed you in one bit. So, I, I again, hats off to Coach Kemper. And, you know, we should send our sincerest apologies to Coach Kemper because he, you know, last last week he was on, he said he felt like the returning Jeopardy champ and we had to kick him off the, the, right. sh- the show this week. Uh, but we've always enjoyed talking to him. and He's been a, a, a great sport uh, opening up about his program, his players, and that's been great to, to hear about this season. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's what we want to be part of. You know, we want to see that growth and we want to see those kids coming around and the kids that have stuck with the program despite the record. And we've seen the, the byproducts of that, right? These younger kids like Mahoney. You know, Mahoney has not seen before this season. You know, he hadn't seen a win. No. You know, I mean, same thing with, with like, Weir. You know, it had been two years since he had, you know, they, they beat Alpharetta that one time. And right. They beat Woodstock last year. Right. Those are the two wins he'd seen. So the fact that they've been able to rack up those wins and the fact that they've been able to do that, the thing, too, is they're going to return a ton of talent. Now, look, they're going to miss some key pieces along the offensive line and the defense. But the heart of that team, offensively, is going to return – I really like Redwa setting themselves up. I'm hoping they can go out on a high note against Rome. Yeah, I, I agree, Will. I hope they can go out on a high note this week. I know we didn't talk about Creepview ranking. They're still number three for me. Mm-hmm. Edwa right behind them at number four. Yeah, I agree with that. Number four for the Eagles. And, and you know, once again, I, I know that's not where they wanted to finish the season, but if you had told them that this time last year, they would have taken it in a heartbeat. So, you know, hopefully Eagles fans see the growth, are, are comfortable with the growth, and are willing to see that, you know, this was a nece- these are necessary steps to take. And I think next year, Etowah is going to be ready to compete for playoff spots. And, I mean, they were already ready to compete for a playoff yeah, spot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just a couple of, once again, just a couple of plays behind the rest of the county. But I think this is equivalent to 2019 Riverage, where we saw 2019 Riverage and you go, okay, you know, losing by, losing by this much. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's not necessarily moral victories in losing, but it is showing the rest of the county and us as fans and us as commentators that they are getting there. Absolutely. So looking forward to seeing what the Eagles do. We'll hit our next break. We'll come out on the other end. We'll talk about the Sequoia Chiefs as they had a loss against Alatoona and how they look to close out the season against Woodstock. So give us just a minute. We'll be back. There's been so much talk about distracted driving, you're probably sick of hearing about it. Well, we'd rather you be sick of hearing about it than lose your life doing it. The caring staff with Sosby Funeral Home in Canton reminds you that we all have to go sometime, but don't rush it. Wait your turn and don't drive distracted. Keep your hands on the wheel, your eyes on the road, and make sure you stay alert and arrive alive. Drive safely and help us protect our teens. They're the only future we've got. Brought to you by Sosby Funeral Home, honoring life from 191 Jarvis Street in Canton. 
The number one magazine to read is Enjoy Cherokee. This beautiful, full-color, seasonal publication keeps you in the know with articles about interesting people, fun events, hot restaurants, and cool ideas. Enjoy Cherokee is for busy people who enjoy a lifestyle magazine worth reading and keeping. You'll find Enjoy Cherokee available at most high-traffic locations and mailed free to homes throughout Cherokee County. Join the thousands who don't miss a single issue. Follow us on Facebook and find issues on enjoycherokee.com. Ask for a free publication and enjoy. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're going to talk a little Sequoia Chiefs football. Uh, so, Art, you know, last week, tough loss against Alatoona, 10 to nothing loss. Um, I, I think the story remains the same for Sequoia. You know, they're having these peaks and valleys, the peak on the defense, the valley in the offense. They held Alatoona to less than 150 total yards of offense. So, you know, in the Etowah game, we said that Alatoona needs three rushing touchdowns and 200 rushing yards, both to win a game. Right. Obviously not necessary now. They've blown that out of the water. Um, uh, Sequoia's a playoff team. They've, they've locked themselves into the playoffs, so nothing to worry about on that end. But this is a team that, that to me, could win against anybody with that defense, but they could also lose to anybody with that offense. And that's a hard way to live as they move into the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree, Will. You, you talked about Sequoia's defensive performance against Alatoona, holding them to 141 yards. 101 rushing yards and then 40, uh, 40 yards through the air, just doing a phenomenal job, just giving up 10 points. Um, but then you flip the other side. I, I think this was a bad matchup. You know, the, the Alatoona defense was a bad matchup for Sequoia's sure. offense because we saw how uh, fast and attacking and downhill that Alatoona defense would get. And we thought they would, that would, it, you know, this we, we both thought this is a kind of a one point game one way or the other. Uh, and unfortunately for Sequoia, they weren't able to get on the scoreboard. But I think Alatuna's defense had a lot to say about that. Uh, but they're a playoff team. You're right. And, and but they're also a team that if they're going up against a team in the playoffs, you, you want to make sure if you're a Sequoia, I think you don't want to go face a team that's averaging about 35, 40 points a game. Uh, with a bunch of different weapons, I, I think Sequoia is, is. We've seen their defense, and they're 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 really good, uh, and and they will probably nine times out of ten uphold their end of the bargain. Uh, but offensively, we know that with a young quarterback, and ha- and for as good as Colby Martin has been, yeah, we have to remember he's still a freshman, and so there's there's some some growing pains. A couple guys, will if I can mention on on that Sequoia defense, I kind of want to shout out. I know we we spent a lot of time talking about guys like Hancock and Bretton Darling. Um, you had mentioned Cantrell Davis, and he's a guy that we we got a chance to see when we saw him play Creekview, but really kind of a shutdown corner uh, for them, and really allows allows that defense to do some different things because he he almost takes away his side of the field. Uh, Davis does, and then a couple of linebackers, uh, Tewo Agundale, and then Z- Drew Zablotny. We called those guys names last time we had uh, we had them. They prob- they're not making as many tackles as some of these other guys, but uh, just kind of some kids that have had an outstanding year this year. And I just kind of want to throw them a shout out because every time we talk about Sequoia, we talk about the se- you know it's it, the same kids, and we want to make sure everybody's getting their run. And and that defense, those those are a couple guys, you know, uh, Agundale and and Zablotny guys on linebackers um, that are just getting the job done and having great seasons and that defense is having a great season. If the offense can catch up and we thought, you know, we thought the offense would struggle because of the vacancy left by the the departure of Matthew trainer. Right. And, and okay. So that was one thing, but they're down to their third or fourth quarterback outside of that even. Um, and, And so that, that, you know, Sequoia, 
I feel like I don't I don't know if the the answer is overachieved for me. Uh, if you would have told me that they have a chance to go five and five this year, I'd be like, oh, that's probably a pretty good year because, quite frankly, they started the season at number five in my power poll. Will, right, and, and uh, I've caught a little bit of flack for that, rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, by the numbers, Sequoia's defense is overperforming by 13.5 points per game. By the numbers, their offense is underperforming by 12.5. So, I mean, it, it's pretty basic, right? You know the games are going to be a lower scoring. If there's an over-under bet on high school football, not that you should ever bet on high school football. Sure. I don't think there's – I don't like, know. There may be some bookie in some back yeah. alley. I don't know. <laughs> but hammer the under. Right. All right. That, that's basically what I'm getting at. Uh, you know, this is a team that over their last five games averaging just over a touchdown, they're at 7.8, and then they're allowing 15.8. And that includes a 52 to nothing loss against Rome. So, uh, you know, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, they have a puncher's chance against anybody. Uh, Sequoia is actually going to be rooting for River Ridge. Once again, we were talking about the River Ridge fans who are going to be rooting for yeah. themselves. Creek, you're going to be rooting for River Ridge. Sequoia also going to be rooting for River Ridge. If if Riveridge beats Alatuna, Sequoia would be the second seed, assuming Sequoia beat Woodstock. All right. If Sequoia loses to Woodstock, then they would be the third seed in that scenario. If Riveridge loses to Alatuna and Sequoia loses to Woodstock, Sequoia would be the fourth seed. Whole lot of things going on this week. Yes. And, and so for Sequoia, first thing is first, and we'll talk about their opponent momentarily, but they've got to win Friday night, first mm-hmm. things first, and that, that helps them out. And then – and then they look to get some help. Uh, we talked about it before. Nobody wants to be in that four seat. Yeah. I actually, uh, I believe, yes, that is correct. I'm sorry. I was about to say I believe that's actually incorrect. But no, that is correct. Sequoia could be the fourth seed. I was thinking that if River Ridge lost and Sequoia lost, they would have the same record. But there would actually be a three-way tie. So I know that's a complicated way to get there. But <laughs> let's just keep it simple, right? Yeah. River Ridge wins. Sequoia wins. Everything's fine. Right. Okay. Right. We get the three teams in the county in. Right. Well, to be fair, I don't really care who wins Sequoia Woodstock uh, because as long as River Ridge wins, then Sequoia is going to be in. You know, right. I think for Chiefs fans, it's the difference between a home playoff game and a road playoff game. So, you know, I, I mean, I know that on paper, Sequoia is going to be pretty heavy favorites against Woodstock, but I mean, Sequoia just hasn't scored all that much. I, yeah. I mean, you know, Woodstock's going to be able to stay in it. Yeah. It For Woodstock, it'll be. They. Can they find a way you say they'll be able to stay in it but yeah. they're going to be facing one of the toughest defenses in the county uh probably you know in 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 our eyes maybe the toughest since they played rome yes uh in with all due respect yeah, to Creek Creek and river ridge yeah. um so i don't i'm not sure if the road gets any easier for this woodstock offense i think defensively though can can woodstock and again we'll we'll save that for it mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm reaching into their segment here but Sequoia going to have to find a way to get some offense going. And I think a win for them this week is a little uh, – I think you want to go into the playoffs on that win versus that loss. Right. Step in the right direction right. for right. sure. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that score. Of course, Friday night, as we mentioned, we'll be at Alatuna with River Ridge. So just make sure you, you, you stay tuned for that because we'll keep updated on that score because that score is going to be the second most important in terms of Absolutely. playoff seating. So we'll keep an update on that. Sequoia at number two. In my power. No, excuse me, number one. I was about to say, that's interesting. They did lose. They did. Uh, but in terms of Cherokee County teams, I've still got Chiefs on top. Yeah, they're number one. I'm sorry. I, I had that backwards. They, To put this in perspective, they're a .01 favorite over Riverage. Okay. 
So they are technically a favorite, but <laughs> by less than a tenth of a point, a hundredth right. of a point. So while, while we might not agree with the margin, we agree me, with the result. Me and in, in, in the predictor, we certainly agree with the, the result. Yes. Yeah, I understand that. All right, well, let's hit our next break. We'll come out on the other end. We'll talk about the Woodstock Wolverines as they get ready to face the aforementioned Chiefs. So give us just a second. We'll be back. At Woodstock Furniture and Mattress Outlet, we don't have locations across the country. Our stores are right here in Georgia. Our customers aren't numbers, they're neighbors. Your kids probably go to school with our kids. And chances are, your furniture is our furniture. So the next time you're thinking new living room, dining room, bedroom, or new mattress, think Woodstock Furniture and Mattress Outlet, Georgia's furniture and mattress superstore. For nearly 30 years, locally owned, Georgia grown. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Let's talk about the Woodstock Wolverines as they're coming off of a bye and getting ready to face the Sequoia Chiefs. So, Art, you know, we mentioned it, uh, 0-9. There's not a ton to talk about in terms of playoffs or or other things. And obviously coming off of a bye, this will be a short segment. We don't have a last week to talk about. But they're going to face Sequoia. And, you know, Sequoia has beaten the other four Cherokee County teams outside of Woodstock. So this is the opportunity for Woodstock to prevent that all-encompassing Cherokee County title from happening. I think Sequoia 4-1 would still win it, but either way, they would have the opportunity to at least stop gap it a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, just to finish this point, Art, you know, one of the things about this game that I mentioned on the last segment is that with Sequoia's offensive struggles, once again, only averaging 7.8 points per game, I think Woodstock has a puncher's chance in this one. I think, you know, they're coming off of a bye. If they found some things on offense that they like, obviously this is a really good Sequoia defense. But if Sequoia, you know, if, if Woodstock gets to 21, 14, I mean, I could see it being a close game. I could see this game being, you know, Sequoia 21, you know, Woodstock 17, or, or you know, you know, even if, like I mentioned, Woodstock 17, Sequoia 14. I could see that happening. It's just that Sequoia's offense is so far behind what the rest of the team is doing right now. I think Woodstock has a shot in this one. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Will we? We've talked about. We talked about Sequoia's struggles offensively a little bit, just uh, putting points on the board, and some of that is a, as a function of the teams they've been playing. Woodstock, uh, same boat, averaging seven, just over seven points a game. As you mentioned, they coming out of last week out of the bye. They're only uh, they're allowing though forty seven points a game, and yeah. that's a that's a tough one. Uh, they've switched out a few quarterbacks. I think Como's been taking them the distance, and uh, I would expect for the senior to get the nod on Friday night. Uh, can he have his? Can he play his best game of his career uh, before he hangs up his football cleats and moves on to baseball? Right. And I think that that's that'll be the the big question. You've got um, again, you got to find a way to protect the quarterback, and he's got to make reads and make plays. And I feel like a broken record here with Woodstock. Can you run the football? Can you sustain drives, and can your defense get off the field? Yep. If they're disciplined enough defensively to defend against the wing tee, then they should have an opportunity to get to – but I think that's easier said than done in a, in a playing against a defense that you don't see week in and week out. An offense, excuse me, that you don't see week in and week out. Yeah, the only thing I'll say is they had the bye week to get ready for it. So they did, yeah. And once again, this is a Woodstock team. This is going to be – the end all be all for them. These seniors are gonna. This is gonna be the game they're playing for, right? I mean, it was it was this game and the Battle of Town Lake, right? The Battle of Town Lake didn't fall the way you wanted, so this is the game, right? So and, and you know, Sequoia Woodstock's turned into a little bit of a rivalry. 
Well, it's tied five and five. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of been a little back and forth. And um, look, Sequoia won this one last year, twenty-eight nothing. We had a chance to do that game. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, there's a there's a little bit of chatter on Twitter uh, between a couple of uh, passionate uh, fans. Yes. And so uh, it, it is a rivalry game. I'm I'm trying to figure out again Woodstock's path to victory, and it and it's I, I would think it's similar to Etowah's path to victory against Rome. You're going to have to get a special team score, and you're gonna you're you're you guys are going to have to play uh, one of your better games of of your. Everybody's going to have to play their best game at the same time. Well, it's going to come down to Adonis Garcia on defense versus a guy like Jackson Hancock mm-hmm. on offense. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the difference there as as how much they can limit him. And then the other way around. I mean, I don't think Hancock will play one on one against Garcia, um, but I do think that the the corners for you know we talk about them so much for Sequoia. I think they're going to have their hands full with Garcia, so that, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch there and also who's the quarterback for Woodstock you know we've seen three different guys come right. out there who, who do they want to come out there and lead that team in the final game of the season to start building things for the future you know I, I think for Woodstock fans they should look to their friends brothers across the street I don't I don't really know which way they want to be labeled neighbors neighbors, neighbors yeah <laughs> probably not brothers frenemies yeah Is that yeah the, you know the the people they know across the street <laughs> in Etowah and say hey you know they, we've seen them turn the program around hopefully this is where Woodstock starts for them mm-hmm. too so um you know like I said there's a lot of intrigue going into this game I don't necessarily write this up as a you know Chiefs blow away victory just to start out right so, looking forward to this one. Woodstock number six, my power ranking. Yeah, they they are still at number six in mine as well. Yeah. So, a win against Sequoia would would definitely help that ranking. Man, that would really that really mess things up. I would it? really not want to come in here and do the podcast next week to talk about that. It'd be because... kind of funky. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. But we've delayed long enough. We're going to hit our next break. We'll come out on the other end. We'll talk about the River Ridge Knights as they will be our Cherokee County game of the week as they make the trip over to Alatoona. So, give us just a minute, and we'll be back. With more than 35 years of courtroom experience, the attorneys at the Heller Law Firm are known as the go-to team for important legal issues in Northwest Georgia. If you or a loved one needs help with a criminal charge, overwhelming debt, divorce, or moving forward after a serious accident, call the Heller Law Firm today at 770-345-1130 for a free confidential consultation. And as always, play hard and have fun. At Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Canton, we thank you for the privilege of selling cars and trucks in North Georgia. And that's why we make it our mission to give back to our community. I'm David Booth, General Manager, and during the past few years, we've raised over a million dollars for the Cherokee County School System through our Wrangler Raffle, plus sponsoring a special award for our Teacher and Coach of the Year. Yes, we want to sell you a vehicle, but when you do buy from us, know that we're giving back to our community. Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Liberty Boulevard at I-5. 75 Canton. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Time to talk about our Cherokee County game of the week, and that is the River Ridge Knights as they make the trip over to Alatoona. Joining us later in the show will be the head coach of the River Ridge Knights. That is Coach Michael Collins. So we'll talk to him shortly. But before we do that, we want to break down River Ridge's last game against Etowah. Uh, Art, you know, a nice win for River Ridge, 39 to 21. Oddly enough, the second time Etowah has lost, 39 to 21. And the second time they've done that to a region opponent, second time they've done that on the road, they also lost to Creekview 39-21. to So a very random score to lose sure, twice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, River Ridge came out very explosive. We talked about it um, on the broadcast. Three different rushers over 100 yards, according to Ronnie, on the spot. Um, you know, ton, I think they averaged like six yards per play 
or something like it's that. Just I mean, absurd. just an insane amount, <laughs> over 500 yards. Um, they're really able to do whatever they want to do throughout the night. They were able to to run the ball effectively, obviously. They were able to pass the ball when they wanted to as well. I like where River just set up at. Um, a couple of notes on the Cooper predictor. They have now moved into the positive on all four metrics. So we talk about their points per game, 23.4 over the last five. 21.4 points allowed per game. So they finally made a positive in that end. Offensively, they are dead even. They break even. So whatever the team averages allowing, the team their opponent averages allowing, that's what they score. And their defense is now overperforming by a grand total of 0.2 points. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider the fact that they played um, a couple of teams in there that they really did well against. So they overperformed by 10 points against Sequoia. Overperformed. I know that Rome loss looks bad, but they actually overperformed in that one by quite a bit. And they overperformed in the Woodstock game. So there's a couple of games in there where they've overperformed. So I like where they're at. I like what I've seen out of them. It's just been kind of start and go. They've had a hard time hitting that gear. Hopefully they found a way to hit that gear with that win over Etowah. Um, and, I, you know, I think everybody, including, once again, Creekview and Sequoia fans, are going to be rooting for the Knights this week. Yeah, the irony that <laughs> uh, but will you mentioned the the running attack just the explosive plays that uh river ridge had a chance to 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 take advantage of on friday night was impressive to me we talked about those 15 20 yard plays and um three different running backs over 100 yards i think both teams were on pace to go over a thousand yards of total offense at halftime just absurd numbers video game type numbers in that game last week and Etowah, uh, excuse me, River Ridge is a team that I, I, I believe can probably beat anybody even any given night and maybe could lay an egg any given night. I don't I don't know if lay an egg or, or underperform. underperform. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say yeah. lay an egg, but just underperform by, by whatever margin of, of victory. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we've got a, a, a body of work that would say that. Uh, that certainly wasn't the case this past Friday night. And I'd like to see if that is – is if the River Ridge team we saw last Friday is a team we'll see this week. I think that's the that's the that's the stepping stone in my opinion for River Ridge. To give you an idea of, of what you're talking about, they have underperformed at over the last five games. At the worst, they've underperformed by thirteen point six. At their best, they've overperformed by sixteen point eight. So that's a very wide margin. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about Creekview, Creekview's underperforming, overperforming numbers are pretty drastic as well considering the fact of the home and away splits right but outside of those two teams and outside of that random creekview fact that their home and away splits are so weird you know i mean like sequoia they their best overperforming game is nine their worst performance is an underperformance of four um so you know 13 point i mean you know it's just you know woodstock kind of the same story their their best performance was an underperformance by about 20 points their worst underperformance was by about 30 um you know etowah's etowah's like the king of averages their their worst underperformance was two their worst over or their best overperformance was 2.2 so i mean they're, they're just an average team right mm-hmm. i mean it's just the law of averages so anyway yeah i mean I, i'm with you river ridge could come out and totally dominate this game or they could really struggle with it I, I agree with you on that sense statistically speaking well i i as i look at this game in it as we look to alatuna that's a team that's well they're averaging 20 points a game alatuna is they're also allowing 20 points a yep. game uh, stop me if you heard me say this before or see me write this before but when when i look at alatuna i always think 
first team to 21 or 22 wins. Mm -hmm. And that's almost been the case over the course of this season, save for last week, uh, in a defensive struggle. I Personally, I believe River Ridge's offense is more potent than Sequoia's offense, so I would expect them to score a few more points. Yes. Um, Just as a matchup. It's just a different matchup. Uh, And the question is, Will Coach Collins be able to game plan for Alatuna like he did uh, in other games that we saw them this season? And will they be able to slow down the running game? Because there's no secrets on what Alatuna is going to try to do. Well, I think River Ridge's most comparable defensive comparison is Etowah. And Etowah held Alatuna to 21. Right. I think River Ridge's most comparable offensive number is probably Creekview at home. So considering the fact Creekview at home put up 24 against Alatuna – and we mentioned that Etowah's defense held Alatuna to 21. I think that's probably the number that you're looking at somewhere mm-hmm. in those mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, if River Ridge gets above 28, it's a win for the Knights. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see a shootout this week. If River Ridge is held under 14 or 17 or 21, uh-oh. That's all I'll say. I mean, I, I just don't see River Ridge's defense. Once again, their best defensive performance of the year, they overperformed by... 3.8 against Creekview. I mean, that, that's the best. So, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to be fine. Let me put it like that. They're, they may end up giving up 24 on the worst day. Or if they, you know, play by some of these other averages and they end up allowing, you know, they've allowed 6.4 less at times, you know, then that's great. You know, hold them to 14. That's fantastic. I, I But I'm with you. I mean, I think it's going to be a very average game, 14-21, 21-28, 24-21. Somewhere in there is probably the right number. Yeah, and it should be – I expect a fun game. Just, again, yes. uh, a, a, a very talented offense that put up so many numbers, uh, the River Ridge Knights, against a very talented defense. We haven't even started talking about these guys, but we've seen them before. Makai Buchanan, Ezra Odenjor, T.K. George, Vinny Canosa, uh, Khalil Debrick on the backside. It, it, just a very talented uh, defense. And then, of course, we know about their run game with Jaden Ponder and, and his uh, – going over the thousand mark yard well well over that at this point now but uh it it'll be a we talked about it in boxing right styles yep. make fights and i think these are two contrasting styles it'll be fun to watch and as i've said multiple times if there's one coach who can scheme against a basic offense like alatuna runs and i don't mean to insult anybody alatuna does what they do <laughs> and they do it well but it's basic it, it's simple you know what they're going to do right. we know they're going to line up in the eye formation and hand the ball off and that's fine but if there's one guy who can stop it it's Coach Collins. He has the ability to game plan for stuff like that. We saw it against Creekview. He found a way to limit Hubert, and they ended up winning the game in overtime, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but I'd take a 20-17 to 17 win. Every day, all day. And once again, we're going to be rooting hard for River Ridge, not only because this is one of those games that we get that is, you know, out of county, and we actually can put a vested interest in it, but we're also rooting for it for Creekview fans and for Sequoia fans. Sure. River Ridge wins three teams in, home playoff game for somebody, Riveridge loses two playoff teams, and we're going on the road. Both, yeah, both road games. Yeah, yeah. so we're we're rooting hard for Riveridge in a big way, as most of the county should be. Okay, as a matter of fact, I'll go out on a limb. If you would, Etowah, Woodstock, and Cherokee fans, please join us in rooting for the Knights this week. <laughs> we could really use the support of all six fan bases. Absolutely, absolutely. And in return, all of these six A schools, if you will, please join us in rooting for Cherokee to beat Kennesaw Mountain by nine. Right. We're, we're waving the Cherokee County flag. That's what we're doing. That's all we ever do. Right? Come on, guys. Join us. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Let's find out how they're going to beat Alatuna. And in order to do that, let's talk to the head knight himself. Coach Collins is going to be calling in here. So give us just a minute. We'll come out on the other end of this break and talk to him. Just a minute. We'll be back. Piedmont Mountainside Hospital has been a leader of quality medical care in Georgia with the second longest straight A leapfrog rating in the state for 14 consecutive years and consistently ranking in the top five Atlanta hospitals in patient excellence. Piedmont offers a wide range of services and specialties, including imaging, cardiac rehabilitation, and general surgery to meet the acute and long-term needs of the community. In addition, Piedmont Mountainside offers 24-hour emergency and intensive care in Jasper and in LJ. Choose Piedmont Mountainside. Real change lives here. Thank you for joining us once again on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast and joining us once again is the head coach of the River Ridge Knights, Coach Michael Collins. Coach, thank you for being back with us. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be here and speak football with you guys. Absolutely, Coach. Uh, I want to start with the first question. We were there on Friday night when you guys took on Etowah. A very impressive game, uh, a very high-flying game, a lot of offense going into that one. What was your recollection of that game, and, and what did you see from your team that you liked on Friday? Well, one thing, I, I, I like the resiliency that they showed. You know, we were coming off of a really tough loss. Uh, and I'm just really appreciative of how they bounced back and was able to go out and beat a tough Etowah team. And then they showed a lot of perseverance during the game. I mean, that, that quarterback that Etowah's got, he's he's a, he's a tough dude to, to deal with. And it was like basically like chasing a rabbit around. With him, <laughs> what I felt like. And uh, – so you know you you got to really just stay in there and and and, and hang tough and and our guys did and uh, we were we were able to make some some big plays on offense with our run game and our passing game. Uh, we had a couple of setbacks, but they just kind of played through those. So just um, just really proud of our guys and the effort that they gave last Friday. Coach, talking about resiliency, uh, by our accounts, your running backs you had uh, three 100-yard running backs. I don't know if that what the final official tally was, but that's what the stats we had uh, in our broadcast. Um, was that part of the game plan, or did that just work out? And, and the, the three that we're talking about for people that didn't know weren't at the game, Daniel Fitchner, uh, freshman Camden Cox, and then uh, Isaiah Coughlin, uh, your, your the former quarterback that turned into a running back, which is it, even that much more impressive. But, Coach, how, how, did that, uh, how did that shape up for you? You know, I hadn't had that since my old wishbone days of, of three running backs running, running uh, for that amount of yardage. But uh, I, I was – First, you know, you you got to go hats off to the offensive line, right, when you're able to uh, put those types of numbers up in your run game. So I uh, was incredibly proud of those guys for going out doing what they did and, and helping us establish a run game. And it's always uh, hopeful for us to go in and be able to, to run the ball and establish a run game and uh, hopefully allow us to be balanced. We like to be balanced on offense and, again, starting with the run game. So uh, it's always part of the plan, and it just happened to work out. Again, offensive line did an outstanding job, and our, those those backs, man, they 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 found the hole, and uh, they were able to to finish off some runs uh, with some distance on it. So uh, it definitely made our jobs easier. Obviously, you know what that does that opens up the passing game, which it did. So uh, things just kind of fell in place from there. So uh, I'm glad it worked out the way it did, and hopefully we uh, will be able to kind of build off of that. Coach, as we were doing the, the game on Friday, one of the groups that really stood out to me was the linebacking core. And we've talked about Brandon Burdett and, and guys like that on the podcast before, but our player of the game was Will Hughes. Talk a little bit about Will in particular and what you've seen out of him that you've liked over the year. Will Hughes is uh, the first thing you have used to describe him is motor. Uh, he's, he's just got an incredible motor. Um, he's a little bit of an undersized kid, but he makes up for it with just, just tenacity and 
nose for the football and uh, overall just toughness. Um, so I, I agree with you. Had a heck of a game. Had a heck of a year. Uh, we needed it out of him. We were hoping to have a big year out of him because he's a he's a young man that we've uh, we've been having an eye on uh, since he walked into the into the school building, knowing that he had a lot of potential. And he is definitely uh, tapping into that potential this year. And uh, glad to have him back for another year next year. So uh, yeah, great player, uh, a team first guy. Uh, like I say, great motor, never takes a playoff, uh, including at practice. Uh, don't have enough good things to say about it. Coach, before we ask you about your opponent on Friday night, I do want to talk about one guy who stood out for me in the booth. Uh, Will mentioned Will Hughes uh, did a a phenomenal job. Uh, But you have a sophomore receiver, uh, uh, Thomas Thompson, who had a couple of big catches. uh, And, you know, we – we we think he doubled his receiving total uh, on Friday night. I think he came into the game with nine receptions for 45 yards. But uh, what what is that young man? He's just a sophomore. What is what is a future hole for that young man? Um, Thomas is, you know, he's one of the soldiers that we have out on, on the outside. Uh, he doesn't get a lot of, like you say, doesn't get a lot of targets. Uh, but I tell you what, never heard, you never hear a peek from him. Um, uh, not not one word about, uh, you know, his, his lack of targets. Just kind of kid that just goes out and does his job uh, and he's had a couple of moments he, he hadn't had many catches coming into the game but the catches that he does have over the over the season uh, have been crucial catches and at crucial times whether it be the Sprayberry game Pope game uh, the list goes on and on and just like uh, last Friday had a couple third down catches uh, and a big explosive play late in the game that, that we needed um, and like you say he's just a sophomore he's one of three sophomores of our starting receiver core, and then I got two or three other sophomores that we rotate in. So uh, he's a big reason, along with those other guys, why we're uh, really excited about the future of our um, uh, receiving core. And, and Thomas is kind of kind of leads the way with that. And, of course, those targets are going to go up as his career goes on. He's going to get bigger and get faster. And uh, I would look for uh, more explosive plays out of him as his career goes on, definitely. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to seeing that growth, and, and hopefully it'll come on this Friday where we will have the game against Alatoona. Um, Coach, talk a little bit about the Bucks. They've they've kind of had an up-and-down year, but when you look at the teams that they've played, they, they've played one of the tougher schedules in 6A, if I can be so bold in saying. Uh, talk a little bit about what kind of challenges they represent and, and what you'll need from your team to be successful on Friday. And see, that's right. You, you guys are smart enough to know if you look at uh, their record may not stand out to you, but when you break it down and look at the competition that they played against, this could easily be one of the better teams in the state and just their record that doesn't show it. Um, they're, they're a tough physical team on, on defense with some, uh, with, some, with some talent and some great coaches, and then they have a really good tailback and a balanced back on offense. So it's for us to go into Altoona. Uh, to get this victory, it's going it's going to take our best game, uh, and that's what we hope for. We've been you know preaching this process all year long that uh, every game has to be better than the last game. If that'll hold true, and we hold true to our process, hopefully this will be the best game we've played, and that, that'll be what it'll take for us to go in and get this one. But uh, we're super excited about it. Uh, the opportunity to go play this good football team with Coach Varner and his staff that do a wonderful job down at Al- Altoona. So uh, it should be a fun night, and hopefully the Knights can uh, go down and compete. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to seeing it on Friday night. Obviously, we'll be rooting for you, but I think for maybe the first time in history, Sequoia and Creepy will also be rooting for you. So should be a good one on Friday Isn't night. That Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. Something. 
we would love to go down and get an opportunity for all these Cherokee County teams to be able to play in the postseason. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And you're, you're waving the Cherokee County banner, Coach, and when you guys come home with the victory on uh, Friday night, uh, hopefully Coach Williams and uh, Coach Teeter will have a, a pleasant text message or uh, send you like a flower bouquet or something to River Ridge on Monday morning. And I think that's a great idea. Well, we do <laughs> wave that banner proudly, and uh, I think that's a great idea. I'll make sure that uh, I relay that message to Coach Teeter, Coach Williams. <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, Coach, just let them know they can't. Just let them know they can't get any of Miss Fletcher's meatball subs, okay? Just, just let them know. Yeah, yeah, we keep those things to ourselves, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, good, good stuff, Coach. Again, thank you for being with us on the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. You have guys have a great night. So, special thank you to Coach Collins for joining us here on the podcast. We always appreciate talking to him. Uh, you know, Art, we do want to we do want to just make mention of this, not in, in to diss anybody or make any any notion of it or anything. We did invite Coach Varner on the podcast. You know, he was with us when they played Etowah. Uh, did not hear from him this week, so um, you know that's okay. Just wanted to point that out there for any Altoona fans who may be listening, wondering uh, why Coach Varner was was not included. We did try to get him, but schedules did not align. So wanted to throw that at that. But once again, a special thank you to Coach Collins for being with us. Yeah, well, thanks for Coach Collins. Always good to catch up with him and. Um, look, it's tough when we have these coaches on uh, kind of week in and week out. We get a chance to highlight their games to, to figure out. But when we do get to go see a game and then talk to a coach afterwards, it's great for us because we've got some names fresh on our yes. on our mind. You know, Thomas uh, Thompson, uh, Will Hughes, linebacker, those couple of guys in particular. We know about the, the usual suspects, uh, Jackson Head, uh, John Faletra, Ethan Anderson, uh, Coughlin, Coughlin, Specter, Cox, yeah. you know, uh, we can Ayers. We can get, right. Yeah. We we talk about those guys so much. But again, thanks to Coach Collins, and 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 then and then him just giving us letting them letting us know, hey, this is what we see against uh, as Alatuna, and this is what uh, how we're going to have our hands full. And it's always good to have that insight. Yes, very good, and, and that's what makes the podcast special, in my opinion. is yeah. as we get to talk to some of these coaches. So again, a special thank you to Coach Collins. Um, well, Art. We've talked about it as much as we can, my friend. Anything else you want to add about this game? I tell you what, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be glad to be out there at Cobb EMC Field over there in uh, Ackworth, I guess, is, is yeah. close to the Bartow yeah. County line. Yeah. Over it's, there. it's pretty much as close to Cherokee County School as you can get without being in Cherokee County. Them and Pickens. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're pretty close to the yeah. border. Yeah. So should be a good one. We're looking forward to being out there at Alatoona. Um, once again, anybody can join us, WLJ 101.1 FM, 7 o'clock pregame, 7.30 kickoff. Uh, we'll be available on all the platforms per usual, WLJRadio.com, any of your listening apps, smart speakers, any of that good stuff. We're looking forward to it to close out the regular season. And for anyone wondering out there how, in case this is your first year with us or you have not followed us in the podcast before, um, we go the podcast through the duration of the playoffs but we also do the broadcast through the duration of the playoffs. Um, in the final week of the season, after the last team has fallen in the playoffs or has raised the trophy, either way, um, we will do a final podcast to wrap up that the season and, and announce our all-county team and all that fun stuff. So we'll celebrate the season at the end of that. Um, but as far as a team is in, it doesn't matter if they play a playoff game at home or all the way down in the very southern part of Georgia – we go with them. Absolutely. So don't have to worry about us skipping out on any, any you know, coverage. And that also is true if they make it to the state title. 
We'll be glad to go to the stadium down there in Atlanta, and we'll cover them right there from the press box or wherever they set us up at. <laughs> doesn't matter to us. We'll be there. Absolutely. So looking forward to that, looking forward to being in the playoffs, but looking forward to getting out and seeing these teams for one final time here in 2022 in the regular season. So I've been Will Cooper, joined alongside Arthur Mosley. Thank you all once again for being with us. And Art, remember, my friend, we're, we're one day closer, closer to Jesus. Jesus. This was the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Make sure to join Will and Art next week for the next episode and each Friday night at 7 p.m. for the Cherokee County Game of the Week on WLJA 101.1 FM.